Hey, it's the RU Review. It's the Bowl Preview Show. Proud to say that. I'm Steve Titchener here with Bob Permatti. And let's get right into it, Bob. We got the Pinstripe Bowl, Thursday, December 28th at 2.15. Kickoff on ESPN. Of course, I'll be in Florida because I got to tell you, I would go to this game, Bob. Uh, I know, I know I, you would. I know. I, I know you would. I know I threw it out as an idea to you a while back before I even knew I was going to Florida. And you were like, no way am I freezing in Yankee Stadium. <laughs> you make a, a good point. Of course, you uh, you come to the games with me. You're not quite the diehard. Uh, and uh, and I get that you will not be going uh, to, to Yankee Stadium. I know I like the matchup. Miami. Right. ACC foe. Uh, it's funny. They got to come up from you know, nice and warm Coral Gables to uh, to the Bronx. So they're it's gonna, not going to like that. No, it's 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 a it's not going to be a, it's not going to be good. It started out, Bob. It was a four and a half point spread. Uh, Miami was favorite. That's already gone down to one and a half. So the odds makers, uh, you know, they threw that number out there and the people are believing in Rutgers, I suppose. Uh, well, I, I think Rutgers got a couple of pieces of very good news um, mm-hmm. for their chances in this bowl game. Uh, Muhammad Torre is yep. not only going to come back, but he's going to play. And even more importantly than that, on the off- offensive side of the ball, uh, Kyle Manungai is coming back for right. his fifth year. So that's terrific news for Rutgers and in he's 2024. Playing. But that means he's playing in the bowl game as well. And you know, let's let's face reality. He he has been the majority of their offense. Yeah, no no question. And having him back is huge. And uh, and uh, it seems like the only opt out, only opt out of note is uh, is Max Melton. Uh, you know, he's he's going to get drafted uh, probably late late draft, but he'll 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 make the, the, the you know he'll make one well, of those rounds, one of those late rounds for sure. He's he'll, he's a, he'll probably be drafted. Based mm-hmm. on his athletic ability and also his bloodlines, I mean, his brother Bo is is an NFL player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, you know, ever since the start of the college football playoffs, as well as NIL, um, the entire structure of college football is pointing towards individualism. It's pointing towards what's best for whichever particular player you're talking about. And it makes projecting or predicting bowl games very difficult because honestly, you know, as of right now on December 12th, you don't know who's playing and who isn't a majority of the time. Yeah. Yeah. And it looks like uh, Miami's got it, uh, you know, a few opt outs and uh, well, not, it's not so bad. Uh, Cameron kitchens, uh, Leonard Taylor, uh, and James Williams. So there's, you know, three guys on their defense. So that, that's, uh, that's going to hurt. Um, Absolutely. Without question. Uh, and, so. and there's still, you know, two weeks to go. Who, who knows right. who might opt out mm-hmm. so. for various reasons between now and then who's going to go in the transfer portal. And that affects the spread as well. When they see who's coming back, where the opt-outs are, all that, Uh, you know, the Rutgers, you know, Johnny Langan and Tyreen Powell uh, will not, they had season ending injuries, so they will not play. So that hurts. Uh, The transfer portal. I mean, Rutgers kind of hung in there. Um, 
you know, they lost uh, they lost Rashad Rochelle. I thought that he was had a lot of promise, uh, and he's he's moved on. Uh, and then si- Evan Simon, but you know, he I guess he just wanted an opportunity someplace else. And you know, although sure he'll make a fine backup, and maybe he can make arguments that he should have got a shot with Gavin struggling, but he's not a difference maker. I mean, he really. You you know you and you know that so you know he can come in and he maybe you know just steady the offense a little bit but I mean it's not gonna I, I don't know if you're winning games with Evan Simon so you know he moves on uh, he wants an opportunity somewhere it seems like you know Shiano's really locked into Wimsat at, at, at this point uh, he'll certainly well, be starting I think I, I think Wimsat in terms of athletic ability is someone who Shiano thinks he can uh, be a difference maker in those even-type matchups. Um, Evan Simon would be best served, in my opinion, to do what his predecessor as a second-string quarterback did and go to the MAC. Uh, yeah. MAC football is still, you know, Division 1A or FBS or, uh, you know, what they're calling it now, and he probably can start for some of those Mac teams. I mean, we're, you know, we're, we're, we're talking about the big Ten, and is Evan Simon going to be any kind of a difference maker in the big 10? And, and I would have to say, chances are the answer is no. Again, uh, not a huge hit. Um, although, you know what, he, uh, you know, he, he was, he was a trooper uh, on the sidelines for, for Rutgers. I'll say that. And, you know, came in against Ohio state, through a touchdown pass, you know, I mean, yeah, he's got some ability. I'm not, yeah. you know, uh, he could be the starting quarterback for a, for a Kent state or a, uh, Eastern Michigan mm-hmm. or Western Michigan or, or a yeah. team like that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And that's probably what he's going to end up doing. His predecessor went to Buffalo and, and did a nice job. Yeah. And Kamar, Missouri, uh, offensive, uh, tackle. He lost his job like halfway through the season. I think he was probably a little hurt over that. So he goes into the the, the portal. You know, big guy. He got a lot of offers. You know, so you get a you know a big guy like that. It shows some promise. Um, I think like Louisville and some other Power Five comp um, teams. Sure. Um, well, I mean, in the portal, you're basically looking for the measurables. That that's really unless you recruited the the player in question. Uh, from high school, um, which is some coaches' philosophy is, hey, if we recruited them from high school and now they're in the portal, we'll take a second look. But you're basically looking at at measurables, height, weight, speed, you know, maybe some stats if they did play um, at any, any reasonable amount of time, um, fit for your program. Uh, if you, you know, position of need, really, it's a, it's a, you know, I don't like to use the term when you're talking about people, but it's, it's a crapshoot. Miami has a, a number of transfers as well. I mean, Colby Young, a pretty good wide receiver and five touchdowns, 47 catches is pretty, pretty good. They're, yeah. Uh, they're they're going to have talent. Their linebacker, Corey Flagg, played quite a bit. Uh, they had an edge rusher, J- Jafari Harvey. I mean, so they lost a they lost a couple good players. It, it appears so. 
uh, the the portal not kind for for Miami here. And then the, their starting quarterback, uh, the Tyler Van Dyke, is uh, is moving on as well. So they're right. They're expect- I, I don't I don't think Miami. I know they're obligated to play in this bowl. I don't think they're in any way motivated to play a late December bowl in New York city, in the Bronx, <laughs> in a, you know, um, and now that Minogai's back, I, I don't, I don't see an issue with really believing that Rutgers can win this game. Yeah. It, factoring everything in and you know, the, the pluses and minuses of this is you see it affected in the spread. And now uh, there's no question uh, that Rutgers uh, and you know look, Rutgers finally gets into a ball game. You know they want to they want to be above 500. Win this game. They want to win this game, and fans want them to yes. win this game. And I think this game means more to Rutgers than it does to a Miami. I think so. I, I really do. I mean, they'll still show up, and they've still got talent, and there's no guarantees, and it's still they're still favored. But uh, it, I think it looks good for Rutgers. Now, Ja'Curry Brown is, is supposed to start as the quarterback for Miami. I mean, um, who knows what you're getting there. Um, but um, they um, they still probably have a reasonable amount of depth and some talent on that side of the field. And they're coming up to, you know, what could be a very cold night at, oh, afternoon in the, uh, in the Bronx. So um, we'll see how that plays out a uh, lot of bowls on the schedule here as usual, like t- too many bowls. There's a ton of bowls, uh, but you got Penn state, Bob, uh, you, are you excited here? You got Mississippi, old miss. And then oh, you, never, st- you started never out played old miss. Oh, interesting. Uh, never in, played in our history. Wow. Okay. This is, this is a first. Um, and you started out a favor. Uh, they started out a favorite. I think they were at four and a half, and now that's a two and a half. So, uh, you know, some people. Uh, well, we lost our defensive coordinator, State. who did a great job this year. Mm-hmm. Um, he accepted the head coaching position at Duke, so we're we don't have Manny Diaz. Okay. Um, I know for a fact that. Uh, Chop Robinson, probably our best defensive lineman, has opted out. Yeah, well, he's, he's gone. He's Adiza gone. Isaac, who early. is our defensive end starter on the other end of the line, has declared for the NFL draft, but has not yet opted out. Uh, I have a feeling that's coming. Uh, we have a new offensive coordinator. Uh, the offensive coordinator that was the offensive coordinator for Kansas is now ours. I don't know what his role will be in the bowl game. Okay. So there's a lot of question mm-hmm. marks. Most of our players are playing. Uh, most of our starters are playing. I'm waiting on Isaac. Um, you know, Franklin's bowl record against the SEC is not good. Uh, we lost to Georgia in two, after the 2015 season. I don't know how, but with a very good team, we lost to Kentucky after the 2018 season, and we lost to Arkansas after the 2021 season. Okay, so that's three so, in a row. Uh, you know, um, if if the past is is uh, 
as a president, um, I don't, I understand Mississippi being the favorite. Um, so we'll just have to wait and see. You know, I, I don't know how how else to. I only saw Mississippi play once this year. Um, they did get their heads handed to them by Georgia, but that's you know not something that <laughs> that would be determinative. I mean, lots of teams get their heads handed yes. to them by Georgia. Yes. So. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> if we don't have any more opt-outs, if we have everyone else playing, uh, I just heard a rumor today that our number one receiver and our receiving core was not exactly stellar. Our number one receiver, Keandre Lambert-Smith, may opt out as well, although uh-huh. I don't understand why because I can't think he'd be anything more than a uh, you know a camp invite for the NFL, but he may opt out as well. We'll see. So it's difficult to say. Yeah. Now, how are you in the transfer portal? We just picked up an offensive tackle that a lot of uh, FBS teams wanted. There was a lot of Clemson being one of them. We just picked up one. Uh, The only people, the only players that have entered the transfer portal for Penn state have all been, you know, 13, Mm-hmm. Okay. Nothing, you know. So no, no. First players looking to get a chance play. somewhere else because they're not going to see the field. So right. no, no stars. And I understand that. That's yeah. one. That is the thing about the portal that I like mm-hmm. is that guys buried on the depth chart at the major programs can take a, a half a step down and do some serious playing time for for you know teams that aren't in the in the top echelon. That's great. Uh, you know, unfortunately now with NIL, you have players entering the transfer portal for reasons other than playing time. Let's just put it that way. Right. So what are your thoughts about the final four, about Georgia and Florida State being left out? Uh, what, what, uh, what did you conclude there? Well, Georgia was only left out because they lost their last game. The SEC is not going to be left out of the college football playoffs. Anybody who thought the college football playoffs would leave the SEC out is not reading the tea leaves. Uh, It's obvious the SEC was going to get at least one team. I would not have had an issue with the SEC getting Alabama and Georgia in, frankly. Right. And how about... Um, But... Florida State being left out was was based actually on the weakness of the ACC yeah. this year. I mean, come yes, on. It, it's not a good conference undefeated. football conference to begin but with, and it, it's it's it was a weaker year in that conference. So the the ACC was um, probably the fifth of the five power conferences this year. Yeah, and look, Clemson was down, and everybody else was simply just not nationally relevant right and georgia you and know. florida state are matched up and it, and georgia is a two touchdown favorite so what does that tell you right there well it, it tells me that if georgia if, now florida if state's quarterback non-nfl prospects uh or, and, and maybe some of their nfl prospects play with florida state being down to their second or third string quarterback i mean we saw the florida state louisville game come on 
I mean, you can't look at that game and say, oh yeah, Florida deserves to be in the last four teams. Now a case could be made and, and I would make it that Michigan doesn't deserve to be in any postseason at all. all right. um, with the NCA investigation, uh, there's ample evidence of violation of rules that provided them a competitive advantage for over two seasons. Mm-hmm. I would not have had an issue with Michigan being excluded completely due to that and Florida State being put in because they were undefeated. Well, the college football playoff committee decided that they weren't going to deal with any extraneous issue other than on-field performance. And in that case, I'm sorry, Florida State had to go. Yeah, well, not only is Michigan in it, they're number one in the country. They're and actually a favorite, a slight favorite over uh, Alabama. Uh, um, now we're getting into Michigan's performance. Remember, that game's in the Rose Bowl. Mm-hmm. Michigan, since 1970, is four wins and 12 losses in the Rose Bowl. Okay. Not a you good add history. that to Jim Harbaugh's one in six bowl and postseason record. Mm-hmm. And then you add in Nick Saban's unbelievable success. I believe he's had what five or six national championships in mm-hmm. teams he's coached. Yeah. Well he knows how to prepare I, teams for certain. I predict for Alabama game. not only wins that game, but wins it reasonably large. Interesting. Interesting. And then tax And I think it would be it would be best for college football if Michigan lost because they are under NCA investigation. Um, and there's, you know, if, if press reports are to be believed, there's ample evidence. I mean, they fired, what, an analyst and two coaches over this already? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And suspended Arbaugh. Well, they, right. they, they, and they that, that, to. See, to me, that was a non-punishment, okay? That was the Big Ten commissioner knuckling under to Michigan. Right. Yeah, you're suspended on game day, but you're allowed to be part of the program, game prep, practice the entire week, and you just right. can't show up the game day. I'm sorry, that's a non-punishment. And frankly, it's just, um, if it was, let, let me put it to you this way. If that was Minnesota or Purdue, mm-hmm. I will guarantee you that punishment would have been far more severe. <laughs> Well, look, I mean, for Michigan, they're not only is it, it's not a distraction. It seems to embolden them. They're kind of like, it's us against the world kind of thing. And, uh, it'd be a very interesting game. I mean, you, you can't, you know, Saban is such a great coach and, you know, to figuring out a way to beat Georgia at the end of the year there and, and to be in the position again, especially with the way they started, with the way Alabama started, they did not look like a, a team that was well, remember, going anywhere. They didn't have, they didn't have their, 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 <laughs> The, the quarterback that became their starter and was the guy that beat Georgia in the SEC championship, he was not the quarterback in September. True. So they developed and figured it out, and um, and uh, now they got a good-looking team. So, uh, you know, two, two great games, Alabama-Michigan, Texas-Washington, uh, with Texas being a, uh, a you know, you know, four and a half point favorite there. Uh, so Boy, that, I'll tell you, if Texas can hold, if can contain Penix, they'll win the game. But I am not in any way convinced that they can. I don't think they've faced a quarterback like him 
this year. Well, listen, and I, I, I thought Penix Jr. should have won the um, Heisman. Certainly, I mean, the guy, case can be made. The guy who may have won it was, you know, had three losses. Um, yeah, he had a few more, he had a few more touchdown passes. Penix had more yards thrown, and uh, he's going with. He's going to, I mean, uh, you to know, me, on his way to a national championship. Terrible, and one and one quarterback is twelve and zero when a conference champion, and the other quarterback isn't. I, I, I honestly don't understand how you can. Well, you know, just look at it. We've that. we've always argued that, right? I mean, uh, what did I? A Rod won the MVP and and MLB with with Texas in last place one year, whatever. I mean, it's completely different sports, but it's the same point. Um, Yes, a winning team should get the MVP. A winning team should get the best quarter, get get the best football player in the country. And I just thought that he, he I thought he was going to win it. I was actually surprised. As um, was I. So, and he's a hell and, of a and player. And I can only say, if I would have voted, mm. if, if it were up to me, Penix would have won the Heisman. And and the reason being, his stats were were certainly comparable to the other players. And but you wonder, he Bob, was a conference championship. Just the concentration. And, and he was a champion, yeah. and the other three were not. Now it's 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 voted on by writers, correct? I believe that is. There's a Heisman, yeah. That there's a, there's a, a, a. I don't want to say a committee. There's it's like the Hall of Fame in baseball. There's certain writers that have votes, and that's who they voted for. And then where yeah. are they concentrated? I mean, like seriously, I mean, there there has to be. You know, I'm just saying, there has to be some kind of bias there. I mean, because there's not a lot of writers from the Pacific Northwest who are Husky no. fans. You know what I mean? Whereas there's and probably a big knot of them down in the SEC, and down in the Southeast. And that's why people that actually believed that the SEC was going to be left out. Of, of the of the college football playoff yeah. don't don't really understand the, the intricacies and dynamics of college football yeah I, I could just say i could see how washington could just have less of writers with interest and it, it comes down to that come on it comes down to that i mean you these you know these these writers are completely unbiased come on it's um Absolutely. they're not completely neutral they're just not. They, you know, there's, they, they, there's, they vote with I their heart. I don't think there's any such thing as a completely neutral sports fan or yeah. sports personality or, you know, we're human. Yeah. All of us have our, our, our biases. There's no question. So, uh, but still, uh, listen, um, you can argue all day about it. You know, if you have the, the final six or a final eight, then you don't have this argument. So um, whatever they expand... What are they going to? They're talking about expanding 12. to 12, 12 team. Well, seems like a, that seems like a lot to me, but okay. Well, uh, they're going to give buys to the top four. Okay. Uh, and then the the uh, the five through twelve are going to play, and they're going to end up with four winners, and then it's going to be one through eight. You know, at least it gives it gives teams that are in well, better be playing the, the entire month of January. Well, you know, it gives them a chance, but it'll start early. It'll start right, then then that'll start in December. It'll like cut you right, it, it, so that'll be interesting for the for those lame bowls yeah. in December. I'm, I'm wondering how long conference championship games are going to last when with with these conference expansions and getting rid of divisions, and then there's going to be you know 
after 12, there's going to be a big push to get to 16 for the playoffs, just like the FCS, formerly 1A, 1AA level. The Delawares, the Richmonds, the South Dakota States, the North Dakotas, you know, that level has a 16 team playoff. You know that FBS is going to, is there's going to be pressure to turn it into a 16 game. And if that happens, you got to wonder are, are conference championship games even, ne- even necessary? Are they even worth They're really not? They're not. And so who knows, but it's, you know, it's another, another game. It's another, you know, there's a lot of tell the, tell the, you know, the, the, the big 10 brass, the sec brass, you can't have a title game. You know what I mean? It's just like, right. it's part oh, of their, there's certainly, part of their DNA. There's going to be right bowls that are going to be protected. And, and we're talking money. Mm-hmm. So the only way the conference championship games go is if that first round of playoffs, the one through 16, if that, becomes more lucrative than a conference championship game would be. But again, I mean, like I said, you can, if you start in early December, you know, with the playoffs, you can do it and still get to, to new year's day or maybe a week later and have your national championship. You you can figure it out. Oh, there's Uh, a way to do it. I mean, like I said, you know, the, the FCS level division one teams have, have had this for years. They figure it out. I mean, is there something that, you know, uh, the University of Delaware or Northern Iowa can do that, that the big boys can't? Good point. What are your thoughts on Kyle McCord moving on? He just like packed it up as soon as the season's over to hit the portal. Right. Was, he, was he really forced uh, out? Come on. His performance lost Ryan Day the, the Michigan game. That's... He threw two horrible interceptions. Okay. And I think what happened, and I have no inside knowledge of Ohio State, um, my, my, I think what happened was is that he, he asked to have a guarantee to be a starter next year. Okay. And Ryan Day looked at his performance against Michigan, and let's face it, I mean, we can, we can discuss the relevance and the importance of the game at another time. But as the way the conference is structured now, and I disagree with it, um, that is the most important game. And frankly, McCord's performance basically lost the game for Ohio State. And And I think Ryan Day basically said, look, you know, in his head, if I lose to Michigan four years in a row, I'm out of here. They're going to fire me. I can't guarantee after what you just, how you just performed in the biggest game of our season, there's no way I'm guaranteeing you a, a spart- starting spot next year. You're going to compete for the starting spot. Uh, with tall whoever order. they bring in with a portal or whomever they have, you know, as a freshman. And I think McCord said, Oh, you're not guaranteeing me the starter position. Okay. I'm out of here. Yeah. Wow. That's intriguing. It really is. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, let's see what day does now. I mean, who do you, I mean, would you rather have, you know, McCord in there, you know, and, and, you know, give him another year of coaching and another year of development, or now you got a whole new, you got, you don't even know what you have coming in. Well, I, I have a feeling that one of the big uh, boys, one Ohio of the big transfers State will be, will be plucking somebody else's starting quarterback from the portal. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, it's not going to help them in their bowl game in the Cotton Bowl against Missouri. No. No. I, mean, I think that losing McCord makes them the underdog in that game. Oh, yes, they are. They are. Uh, let's see. Um, let me look this up here. I got in front of me. Um, where do we at Ohio State here on the? Oh, here we go. Okay, yeah, yeah. They're. Uh, um, no, no, no. Actually, they are. They're favorites, Bob. Well, from what I've got, I might have an old list here. Um, okay. It might be what uh, I, where it started. Uh, you know where. Well, I got to tell you, I don't think their backup quarterback got a whole lot of playing time this year, and McCord's out. Oh no! So that yeah, yeah, they're 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 three and a half point favorite in the, in that in that game. So, uh, well, we'll see where that goes, but very interesting. Uh, I would not be surprised if development there in Columbus. And so, uh, yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised either. So uh, a lot of good bowl games coming up. Bowl season is here. Very, very excited about, uh, Rutgers making a bowl game. And Bob, listen, you were, you were there with the game, uh, all the games with me. Um, you know, just give me a, give me an assessment of a uh, Rucker season. It was certainly disappointing toward the end there, but you know, coming away with six wins in a bowl is something. Absolutely. I mean, it's a step forward. Um, some people, I guess are impatient. They wanted more than one step forward. Uh, I, I think for Rutgers, this is, one step forward. Now they're bowl eligible. They're bowl eligible in a bowl that that I think they have at least an even shot at winning, um, which puts them at over 500. And I don't believe they've been over 500 since 2014. Uh, it's been that long. And, yeah, uh, exactly. So yeah. I, I think Rutgers alums and, and big-time Rutgers fans should be not only happy with the season, but excited that uh, they're playing in a bowl. And you know what? I know people say with the advent of CFP, there's the bowls really don't matter. Well, it depends, you know, maybe for a team like Ohio state, the cotton bowl against Missouri is not something they care about. Okay. But that doesn't mean that the pinstripe bowl for Rutgers is not something that they actually do care about. Rutgers absolutely does. I mean, come on, we haven't been to a bowl in years. I mean, listen, it's it, it's um, it's a very exciting time, I think, for Rutgers football. Now, yeah, if we look at it, I, I had them winning five games and and missing out. I had them, you know, stumbling in one of those games that they should have won. They didn't. They didn't stumble in any of them. Came close to Michigan State, but they they rallied and won that game. Oh um, boy, and what a rally! It was. I, I think. I, I think the discouragement was is okay. You got four games left, and losing all four, especially that Maryland game, was a little rough. But you had to, you know you had two chances really of, of to win to win games and came up empty. And that was a little frustrating, yes. But as a whole, taking the season as a whole, uh, you know, six wins in a bowl bid. You know, listen, you asked me at the beginning of the year, and then Shiano says this all the time. Would you take it? I, absolutely. And uh, he's mentioned it in his in his post game, and uh, absolutely we'll take it. And uh, hey, they got another game. They got another you know several weeks of practice. Uh, That's that one of the great it. things about being bowl eligible. Yeah. If they weren't bowl eligible, they would not be allowed yeah. to practice in December. And they've yeah. got fifteen practices now. Right. They all go home, so now they get extra practice. Um, good developments with uh, Kyle Manungai coming back. 
Um, and I think that uh, I think they're going to be looking good uh, that afternoon in uh, at Yankee Stadium. So uh, with that, um, we'll come back one more time, Bob. We'll come back after the game and, and talk about it. Uh, and, you know, we'll come back and do a kind of a bowl post show and talk about the games. And um, that'll be exciting as well. So that'll do it for this week's bowl preview. And we'll catch you after the game. We'll get we'll catch it. Listen, I'm uh, I'm getting back from Florida. Uh, actually, I'm, I'm watching the game down in Florida. I don't get back till the 30th. And so we'll uh, we'll have our show after the first. And uh, we'll uh, give our take on uh, on what happened in these bowls. So, uh, Bob, thanks for joining me. Uh, again, the RU Review, folks. So we will have one more show. And uh, you can catch it on uh, moresportsnow.com. That's our site. And also on Spotify, on Stitcher, on iTunes, uh, on Google Play. We're on a bunch of uh, directories there. So uh, so look us up, listen up, and we'll catch you all in a few weeks. Bye-bye.